1: morning, welcome to church today, we're really glad that you're here, and we're really excited to have some special guests with us today that, uh, I don't know, maybe they're not guests anymore, they've been here so many times, uh, but we want to welcome to, with us today Francis uh, Olanbami from Lagos, Nigeria, and uh, yes, make him feel welcome. His wife Elizabeth is with us today, and we're excited about having Elizabeth. Their son, Joshua, and his, and his girlfriend, Rachel. We're glad that they're here today. We met some 13 years ago. We've been doing ministry together every since that. And so today we welcome them to Salem Fields. And they're going to talk to us in just a moment.
2: We will. Uh, buddy said, so you're going to tell the, the story of his girlfriend. Here's what happened. We met... Joshua. (laughs) This is the last time we'll tell it. When Joshua was very young. We started going to Nigeria 13 years ago. So the three boys were very young and Joshua was as well. So Joshua came from Nigeria to Boston, graduated from Boston University this year. And guess where his girlfriend is from? Fredericksburg, Virginia. (laughs) Can you believe that? How does that work? We've got a creative God, don't we? So, Rachel, we welcome you as well. It's so good to have you here. And Joshua, did we embarrass you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew we did. It's always hard to hear those kinds of things over and over. But uh, are you done, buddy? I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Francis, okay. let's Bye-bye. sit down here, and I'm going to ask you a few questions. Uh, thank you. All right. My friend and my friends. <laughs> So, Francis, you've, you and Elizabeth have been in the States for two months. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. So, tell us about that. Why have you been here so long?
3: Well, we have our families here. Our three boys are here. And we just discovered that uh, it is time for us to amend some of those errors or mistakes we made in parenting them. Probably the last cash. Uh, One is 26, the other one is 23, getting 23, and the last one 18. And by next year, all of them will finish college. Um, I just know that the uh, the net will be empty. (laughs) And I think it's good for us to try to give them some of the legacy, to correct some of the mistakes we made in our parenting and to celebrate with uh, Joshua and the girlfriend. They all graduated this year, so we, want, we are here to celebrate with them. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so, so the mistakes, that's what you said, the yes. mistakes, right? Yes. We all make mistakes as parents, right? So he came back and he's, there. Elizabeth and Francis are fixing them all, all the mistakes <laughs> that they trying made. Trying to, In,
3: <laughs> trying to. But I
2: love that. Uh, how they've come and just surrounded their boys, and even at the age that they're at, and the stage that they're uh, going into to the world, and um, s- so they're spending that time together. So, uh, Francis, last week, we uh, talked about standing in the gap, and many people stood to their feet, that we were going to come together, and we were going to stand in the gap for God in a world that is dark, And uh, I know that you're doing that in Nigeria, and you've made, Francis has made a huge difference in that country. So tell us about what you do there in Nigeria.
3: Uh, Basically, what we do is to train pastors. Uh, We know that pastors can bring the catalyst to the change we are hoping for. Uh, I mean, pastors are leaders, and we know that Uh, Any leader cannot do it, but it's only the biblical leaders that can bring the change to our society. So we train pastors, we partner with Silent Feed and with others to help the widows, to help the orphans, just to stand in the gap for them.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, When Buddy and I went as associate trainers for John Maxwell, Uh, Francis was the person that got us into Nigeria, that welcomed us into the country, and so uh, we just love and appreciate him and his family, and our relationship has developed over the years. So, Francis, I I know that you also go into other countries as well, right? Yes. Can you all understand him with that accent that he has there? Actually, we all have an accent, and he's the one that's speaking properly.
3: Yes, I speak Queen's English.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: and if you don't understand my accent, don't blame me. You either blame the Queen or you blame Pastor Body. who oh, refused to yeah. teach me. He taught you how
2: to speak, didn't
3: he? Uh, yes. Uh, he didn't teach me how to speak American English. That's right. And uh, Queen would never want me to speak American English.
2: Oh. <laughs> that good old Queen. Yes. Uh. <laughs> So speak to us a little bit in your tribal language.
3: Just, just say,
2: just say, um, Salem Fields, God bless you.
3: Salem Fields, and say, oh. say, I love you, buddy. Oh, buddy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, buddy, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Okay, so, uh, Francis, I know that this body right here has connected with your ministry, Mm -hmm. connected with your family. Would you tell us, uh, you know, Buddy and I have gone over there, and sometimes you think that it's Buddy and I that's doing this, but we're all doing this together. Every time you make a contribution, every time you pray for Nigeria, and we do that together as a body, uh, you're connecting with what's happening. So, what has Salem Fields meant to you and your ministry?
3: (laughs) Uh, Difficult question. But basically, to be honest with you, silent faith, 13 years ago, Body and Gay taught me uh, the value of relationship and friendship. Uh, Number one lesson I learned from them is never you despise the day of your uh, small beginning. And I learned that very well and thank you so much for your friendship, for your support for the past 13 years. That's to me personally and to my family, uh, it uh, it was through uh, through body and gay that my first son came to Eastern Nazarene College and he's a graduate, or he'll be graduating December at Eastern Nazarene College and for the family, Silent Feet has helped us a lot. You have helped us to fix the windows in our houses when we were building it. You have made a lot of sacrificial donation to us personally and to my, our ministry. You bought a giant uh, generator for us. Then when we walk in the office, we sweat like Christmas goats. <laughs> yes, we sweat like Christmas good or like Thanksgiving talking, you know, as the case may be. So we were sweating and uh, Buddy and Gay came and they said Silent Feet we help and you bought a giant generator for the office uh, and you have been doing a lot to the office and for the country generally. We, Silent Feet had been helping in supporting the widows. You dig walls, I mean walls for, I think, 30 or so for the country. Mm-hmm. Salenfield uh, helped the orphans. You gave a lot of money, supporting a lot of children that don't have hope to go to school. You help them. By the way, some of them will be graduating as lawyers now. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be graduating. Some of them have graduated as uh, school teachers. So you are doing that. And uh, you have the work in Port that James is helping or heading. Uh, we have a lot of students, a lot of uh, street boys that James have taken off the street and they are now uh, having fulfillment in their life. Uh, apart from that, Silent Field have been helping us uh, in training pastors, giving scholarship to the pastors in Nigeria and in 13 other countries we have been working. Uh, working. So Silent Feet have been helping us to do that.
2: So did you know that you were such a significant part of what's happening around the world? Did you have any idea that you guys have done that? It's pretty well, And pretty Let amazing. me say
3: some of these, co- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Some of these uh, countries, there are countries that when I mention them, you, can, you, you will not believe it. Countries like Mali, like Niger, like Chad, like uh, uh, Cameroon, the northern part of Nigeria, where we have the Boko Haram. I mean, these are terrible countries, but God is helping us to make a difference. Uh, Countries like Senegal, I mean, where we have 98% Muslims. So those countries, God is giving us openings in those countries, and you are the key, so.
2: Is that amazing? Is that incredible? Francis gives us credibility. When we come and we present a need to you all, you just trust us, but we want you to see what's behind it and the difference that you are making. We are really honored to have you, Francis, as a friend and have you here today and your family. And uh, here's something about Francis, and I told them last time, in his culture, when he's preaching, you guys need to interact with him, okay? You need to say... Amen. You believe something or scream out or clap or whatever. He needs some he needs some noise, right? Okay, so everybody uh, give him a little amen right now. Amen. Thank good? you.
3: Is Thank you. Uh, you know, I don't want you to be sinners this morning. So if you don't say amen, please you do your head just like this.
2: Shake it. So.
3: Everybody. If not, if not so I will just take my Bible and get out of this place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and preach for us. Yes, Francis. I really Give want to hand. preach.
3: So let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love upon us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you, our God. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the redemption. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for today. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the grace upon us. Lord, we pray, oh Lord God, Jesus, that you speak your word today and you will bless every soul here. We pray that you will give us something that will last us for eternity. Lord, we thank you for you are unfathomable God. Glory be to your name, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, by the grace of God, I will be speaking on the unfathomable God. Let me read from this text of the Bible or this passage of the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 to 29. And by the way, you can just read it uh, 25 downward. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and, be, and base things of the world, and things which are despised, has God chosen? Yea, and things which are not to bring to nothing, things that are, that are things that are that no f- flesh should glory in His presence. That is the word of God. This passage made us to understand that God is unfathomable in wisdom, in knowledge, and in knowledge, in understanding, and in his doing. He is unfathomable. It's like the more you try to explain God, the more you get foolish or you make foolish of yourself. God is unfathomable. You just look at it. Our salvation is unexplainable. Right? Salvation is unexplainable. The gift of of salvation to everyone, you can't explain it. For example, before I became born again, I smoked cigarettes like idiot, (laughs) no, honestly, I smoke cigarette like idiot. I finish, I don't have enough money and I will finish 20 stick uh, stick of cigarette a day. And before, when I wake up seven o'clock in the morning, if I don't have cigarette in my mouth, my body will be shaking like this. What do you call that (laughs) one? We'll be shaking, I, I, I mean, I, and one day, I met that Lord Jesus Christ, September 14 or thereabout, about, about 30 something years ago. I met that Lord Jesus Christ and I said, God, I want you to deliver me from this burden of cigarette. And 37 years or 35 years down the road, I don't like cigarette, I don't even like somebody. No. I don't say I hate somebody smoking it, but I don't like it. I don't like smoking it. I don't smoke. Again, to me... That is mystery. There is power in the blood of Jesus. I mean, the cross, the cross, the cross of Christ is a mystery. It's unfathomable. Now, the grace of God upon your life, upon my life, is unfathomable. It's unfathomable. God is a wonderful God. He uses weak things To to execute great works. Weak things. He uses insignificant people to to do significant exploits. Wonderful. Insignificant people. He he is the almighty God. He controls the cosmos. He controls it. If God decides there should be rain today, that will be rain. No, that, you know, that the prediction is that today will be like 80-something or 90-degree. But if God wants to change it before 12 o'clock, he will change it. No, but he controls the universe. The universe cannot control God. And that is God we serve. He's our God. He lifts up and he brings down. He's our God. He turns darkness to light. And that is why yesterday you, are, you slept and everything was dark, and this morning you have a desire to say, "I know you will tell me that is art rotation and art. Dis- who rotates the art? No, you will tell me that is a force. I, say false, I say, no. who. I mean, who made that force to be? If you don't know, I will tell you today. That person is God. His wisdom is unfathomable. He. Is unchangeable changer. He's unchangeable changer. He's the only one. You know, a country boy like me, I was born in the bush, grew up in the village, and I see me in America. That is God. And some of you may not know that for you even to be alive, you think it's just normal. God is the unchangeable changer. He makes decrees And they stand forever. God makes the decrease and they stand forever. When he opens a door, no man can close it. No. When God opens a door, no man can close it. When he he brings hope to the hopeless. That is the God we serve. He brings hope to the hopeless. He gives honor and voice to the simple and the lonely. I think this is the cross of the matter. Some of us say, we just say, I am simple. I am lonely. I am poor. Yes, but you know what? God loves you. You may be simple. You may be lonely. You may be poor. He loves you. And because he loves you, he has a plan for you. I mean, a kind of, of, uh, a kind of, an imaginable plan, God has it for you. I thought somebody will say man for that. <laughs> I thought I thought you would be happy. <laughs> you know, you, you know, the plan of your government may not favor every one of you. And that is why you see a lot of protest, right? No, the plan of my government in my country doesn't favor everyone, and that is why you see protest. America is probably after heaven. It's America, right? But the plan of government for, for, for the people of America doesn't favor of everyone. The plan of God favors everyone. I thought you would say amen. amen. No, meaning that when things are not even going on well with you, when you are in sickness and you think this is evil, God's plan is still yea and amen for you. It favors you. It favors you. That is God. We are serving the unfathomable God. We are serving him. And one thing that makes me very happy is that he loves me. He has a better plan for me. He has a better plan for you. May I encourage your heart this morning. No matter what, God loves you. And because he loves you, even in, the, in this season of your life, in this season of your life, He is about bringing something. God is about turning things around for you. It's about changing your stories. It's about changing your testimony. And very soon you will become a testimonial of God. You understand what I mean? Very soon you will become a living proof of God that this is what God can do. And I know he can do it. Because it's unchangeable changer. That is our God. That is our God. Now, let's just go briefly. This one, to see some good examples of this God. You know, we want to see it in the Bible. Some people, some just ordinary people, some people that you never dreamt that they will get to the top, how God brought them to the top. One of them is Jael. What do you call it? Uh, the Hebrew people, we call it Ya'el. I, I, I mean, I've been preaching for 30 years. I never preached about this woman. And some of you, you have been listening to preaching. How many of you heard about the preaching on Ya'el before? A woman in the Bible. You know where I mean? In the book of Judges chapter 4, you talk of Barak, right? And you talk of Deborah. How many of you have talked thought, thought about your hand or your hand before? Only you <laughs> or two. <laughs> no, but let's go to it and see. She was just an ordinary woman living an ordinary life. Wow. Wow. Just like you and I. Ordinary. We barely pay our bills at the end of the week, or at the end of the month, ordinary, just like you and I. We don't have all those, I mean, it's not like money bag. She was extremely poor. She wasn't famous in her days. She wasn't famous, she wasn't a politician. She wasn't famous like Obama, she wasn't famous like Clinton, she wasn't famous like Trump, uh, like Trump. She wasn't a famous person. She was not famous. She wasn't somebody of special significance in the society. She was not a star in the society. She and her husband lived in a tent in the desert. Wow, not just in the city, but in the desert. Her life was incredibly normal, predictable, and routine. What can somebody, what kind of visitation or shopping, or what do you call it, or banking, or what can somebody do in the desert? Not just a big house in the desert, a tent in the desert. She was confounded. And may I tell us, some of us probably are experiencing that kind of life. Nobody to visit us. The only place we have is the church. Nobody cares about us. We, don't, we are not significant. Even in our street, people don't know us. We things have to us. We are just alone, and we think we are alone in our struggles, right? She doesn't have any story that is synonymous to legendary. She doesn't. She doesn't. But something happened that changed all our circumstances from being ordinary to extraordinary. My prayer for you here listening to me today. May something happen to you that will change your story from just where you are now to where you ought to be. In the name of Jesus, may it happen. May it happen. May what is happening to you now, the season of your life now, may it not be the end of your story. In the name of Jesus, I thought people would say amen. Yeah. You know, Buddy told me that I should preach like Africa and I'm preaching as if I'm preaching in Nigeria. You know, in Nigeria, when I preach and I say amen, people will say, when I speak and it's like a prayer, you say amen. amen. I say, may something happen to you that will change your story for better. That they will say, though he was living in debt, but now he's having it sufficient. That though he was sick to death, and people thought he will not make it, But now he's making it. That though he's at the verge of divorce, but things change around. May that kind of stories happen to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, that was what happened to this woman. She was ordinary. Nothing so good. Nothing so fanciful. Nothing so extraordinary about this woman. Nothing. Nothing. But something happened to her, and it will happen to you. God will knock at your door. The unfathomable God will visit you in the name of Jesus. God will turn your stories around, and you begin to see the miraculous of God. you begin to see the visitation of God. Opportunities will come your way. There will be a lifting upon you in the name of Jesus. Something happened Opportunity knocked on her front door. And she did something so remarkable with it by using what she had. Something domestic and something ordinary to achieve a significant exploit that the generals could not achieve at the war front. She killed General Cicerea with a tent peg and a hammer. You will ask me, you will ask me, how can a general slip so, so, so deep that somebody will use a peg? A peg is not as tiny as this, right? A peg is big and somebody, I mean, a woman put a peg on the head of a, a, a giant, a warrior, and a hammer, and with all the bones, the bones give way. Everything. You know what? When God wants to intervene, and I believe God wants to intervene in your situation, when God wants to intervene, everything will say amen. Everything will give way. Everything will answer the divine call of God, and it will be so for you. You You know, God's mathematics is not man's mathematics. Man, mathematics is, how is it possible? The bone will not allow the peg to go this way. But God's mathematics is this. As soon as she obeys, the bone turns to a toilet paper. <laughs> that is God's mathematics. God, You know, with God, that's nothing impossible. That's with God. And I think God will answer your prayers. You don't tell me that because I'm in America, I don't have struggles. You have struggles. Yeah. Oh. I say you have it. You have struggles. You have areas that you want God to intervene. I, 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 and at times in, in, in my country, the biggest hospital in my country, they put it boldly. They said, you know what? We cares, but God is. We cares and God heals. There are some things that you know, your system, your, your, your science, your uh, medicine or medical, something can answer it. But there are some situations, it's only really God that can answer it. And those are things I'm talking about tonight, I mean this morning. There are things, there are situations in your life, in your life that cannot be answered by just ordinary man. But God is about to do it. It's about to do it, it's about to do it. So the woman used what she has, ordinary peg and ordinary hammer to kill a mighty warrior. This is to inform or this is to affirm to us that no matter how much we think that our life is ordinary, God has put in us gifts and ability to make us achieve extraordinary exploit for his glory. Amen. You know what Christians, Christians, I'm not saying you should think super, but Christians don't think like ordinary unbelievers. Right. Because you are not alone. That makes the difference. You are not alone. If you are a Christian and you think everything is just like that, no. You are bought with a price, says the Bible. Right. You have the backing of the Almighty God, says the Bible. Yes. Things need to work with you, not just with a national account. Yes, I'm not saying you should just begin to do like super, uh, Superman. No, I'm not saying Superman kind of a thing. But you know what? There is things that God, when God is there, Situation changes, and that is what happened here. That is what happened. With ordinary peg, I mean, an ordinary man, an ordinary woman with an ordinary peg and hammer did extraordinary job, extraordinary accomplishment. What happens? I cannot explain it because we are serving the what? The infrontable God. God always brings opportunities our way. But it is our response that will determine the outcome that God desires for us. It is our our response. Sometimes we underestimate what we have and we overestimate what, what others have. Don't do that. Don't do that. There is a deposit of God in your life. There is a capacity. You understand what I mean by capacity? There is a capacity that you have that when you allow God to unleash it, we bring about mighty testimony. You have it. God put it in you. You know what? There is nobody, there is no, no, I mean, there is nobody with God that is ordinary. God is about doing something in your life. It's about doing it. Your stories will change. Your testimony will change. And it will change forever in the name of Jesus. That is a deposit of God in your life. You you have the capacity, the ability to turn things around. Having low esteem, we make us think we are less valued by God. Stop it. The Bible says, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Don't have low esteem of yourself. Don't have it. You are not just ordinary. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. Don't have low esteem of yourself. So, and and when we have low esteem of ourselves, Do you know what will happen? We we we, I mean, when we have no esteem of ourselves, we will not contribute to the society, we will not contribute to the church, and the society and the church depends on you. Don't have low self-esteem of yourself. Let me tell you this good news. If you are not dead, you are not done. So, who tells you that it's finished with you because you are 90 years old? In fact, at your death grave, you can still do miracles. Maybe you don't know. Dead people speak. Or you don't know. Get to the library. When you get to the library of any institution, you see all the authors. Most of them are dead, <laughs> but they are still speaking. Who tells you that your death cannot work miracles? After all, the death of Elisha still works miracles. Don't underestimate yourself. If you are not dead, you are not done. You are not done. Time will fail me. Time will fail me, brethren, to mention that Joseph... Who, despite all the unfavorable circumstances, challenges, and opportunity he faced, rose to, the, to, the, uh, to be the prime minister in a foreign land. Right. In a foreign land. Circumstances today, difficulties today, they are just seasons. And this season will go, and another season will come. The Bible says, weeping may tarry for all the night. There is a joy coming in the morning. And I think to some of you here, your morning is now. In the name of Jesus, your morning is now. David, who was the lastborn of his family, the least among his brethren, the most unlikely to be considered for leadership position, was ordained and helped by who? By God. To become a king in Israel. He become a king in Israel. What about Gideon? Gideon was the youngest member of the smallest family in the weakest tribe in all of Israel. But God called him a mighty warrior. Don't ever tell me, I don't have anybody, I don't have... College education, I don't have this, I don't have that. If you don't have it, yes, you don't have it, but you have God. All right. And because you have God, he will turn things around for you. I, I, I'm not trying to speak, I'm not trying to speak theory here. I hope you understand. I'm from a very, I came from a very struggling family. And I was pastoring let me just tell you this story. I was pastoring, and uh, 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 it was like in my church, they don't believe in this. They don't believe in using wash that is gold plated. They don't believe in all those things. And I was struggling. By the way, I was level, oh God. My salary was level, oh God. You, you understand the level, oh God's salary? And God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. So I don't have salary, I just depend on God. And when God didn't bring it, I said, God, you are just delaying it for a while. Right. So, so I was that kind of level. And they sent me away with my children. And thank God, in that struggle, 2000, in that struggle, God opened a way for me. And the rest is the story. And it's that kind of stories you are hearing this morning my relationship with body, my relationship with all that John Marswood, Willow Creek and Hunty Res. The rest is story. Who I, who can ever imagine tell me that my children will school in America. Right. The rest is story. What I'm telling you is this. Just trust God. Right. Believe in him. He's about doing something in your life. You know, if your life ends with your thinking with Everything you think can happen to you. God is not God. But God knew that you cannot do it alone. And that's why he called you. That's why he lifted you up. And that's why he wants to do something special in your life. The conclusion is this, brethren. And by the way, the, those outstanding personalities underscore that no one can be written of or despised when the unfathomable God is in the equation. No one. The Bible says, with God, all things are possible. Hence, we shall not limit ourselves to only what human capacity can accomplish. Don't limit yourself to what human capacity can accomplish or can comprehend. The Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel 2, verse 8, He raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggars from the dung hill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. That is our God. That is our God. That is our God. An ordinary man, like any one of us here, with an extraordinary God like our God, we always make informidable, incomprehensible, and unfathomable team. May God, almighty God, bless you and help you to know that you are serving unfathomable God who will fight your battles and intervene for you in Jesus' name.
1: Praise the Lord. Wow, one thing I'm glad is he started a new trend here. Y'all be talking back to me next week. (laughs) Anyway, maybe you're here this morning and, you know, this message, an unfathomable God, it's your place in your life where, you know, you just need God to come through. You realize this morning, uh, because you're alive, uh, that God's not done with you. And, uh, you know, uh, you just need to hold on and trust God and believe that our unfathomable God has a place And victory for you no matter where you're at in life. It might be your marriage. It might be your finances. It it might just be your children. But some area of your life uh, that you just need to know that God has his eye on you. And God is an almighty God who cares about us. Who knit us together in our mother's womb. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so let's pray together as we uh, begin to close out our time together this morning. And maybe you're here this morning. You know, in this message, uh, you know, you're in that place where you just are so thankful that God has his eye on you and you're in that place where you need the unfathomable God uh, to give you and nudge you and give you that opportunity um, and deliver you from that place that you're in today, uh, knowing that God loves you. And you would say, would you just pray for me, buddy, as you close out this time together? If you just slip up your hand and acknowledge to God that you're at that place today. Yeah, I see your hands. God sees your hands. He knows your heart. God bless you. Father, we pray for every person in this room today that lifted their hand to you, God. Lord, the unfathomable God, the God who sees them, the God, Father, who will raise them up and meet that need that's in their life today, that, God, this will be the day that you do the unfathomable in their life. And, God, there are some that maybe today that are here that feel insignificant, but, God, today, may they be reminded that they are significant in the eyes of the unfathomable God. Father, I just pray that victory will come as we wait on you, Lord, and we trust you, Father. We thank you for the message, the messenger, and we thank you for your people. Bless those online today. Father, many are there today that have responded as well and in the cafe. God, we love you today, and we're just so thankful for this message that has encouraged our hearts. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, last week uh, we only had one service. How many of you showed up at like 11 o'clock and you were the only one here or whatever? Uh, But anyway, we only had one service and we gathered together at 10 o'clock last week and it was a great service and God showed up and we talked about standing in the gap and that we, uh, about about everybody here, 90% of us at least, uh, stood up and said, I'm willing to stand in the gap. And uh, you know, I just touched our hearts and prayed about that last week and just so excited that. We have a church that responded uh, that we'd be willing to stand in the gap. And, uh, you know, this morning we have an opportunity to stand in the gap. Uh, Francis and uh, and Elizabeth, they go to places uh, that uh, I don't want to go to. <laughs> Honestly, they go to Boca Haram, those places where um, men and women and children are killed daily. And um, and they serve an almighty and unfathomable God. Uh, our brother James, we know James and Charity, his, uh, his sisters... Um, a daughter was kidnapped yesterday uh, there in Nigeria and uh, thank God that uh, they got they were able to pay the ransom and got her back but those things are happening all over uh, Nigeria and uh, that was in Port Harcourt and I just needed to tell you that but we'll get back on topic Francis one of the things that he and his ministry do is they empower women and that touches my heart that you know in so many places, even sometimes here in America, women just need their voice. They need to be empowered. And many of those women that uh, in the northern uh, Nigeria have lost their husbands, have lost their children, uh, their widows, and Francis and their ministry, they go in and they empower these women to help them get back on their feet. And they bless them with $100. It uh, doesn't seem like much, but in Nigeria, that's quite a bit. And they, uh, they bless them with that and empower them to get their life together, to maybe find an occupation. And, um, and so they stand in the gap for widows. They stand in the gap for pastors who have no money. You know, I've, Gay and I have been there training pastors, and I've seen them sleep on the floor and just kind of eat, barely eat, just carrying their Bibles with their duct tape together uh, to come to training just to hear and be encouraged, and these guys... Uh, they scholarship them for that. So I'm going to ask you today, will you stand in the gap uh, with a love offering? Um, that's all I know to say. You know, let's just show we love Stand in the gap. If you've got a little extra money or you've got a whole lot of money, uh, we'd love for you to stand in the gap with this ministry and help empower them uh, to do what they do. God's called Salem Fields to Nigeria of all places in the whole world. I never thought uh, Gay and I would ever step foot in Nigeria, but it's a place that we have a love for. And uh, Tim's been there, John's been there, several. How many have been to Nigeria? Was anybody else here? Yeah, well, yeah, Mary. Mary is from Nigeria, and she's on our board. Isn't that something? Wow, to think. That's kind of weird, too. (laughs) Oh, wow. So anyway, I'm just getting all messed up here. Um, Father, thank you for this offering we're about to receive. We pray that you bless it, multiply it, and use it to stand in the gap, for Francis and his team to stand in the gap, to bless he and his family, bless his ministry there in Nigeria and God we're just so excited uh, to be able to partner with them today in Jesus name, amen you can put cash, check go to the, uh, the kiosks you can do it on the app, uh, make a check to Salem Fields and we'll give, him all the, we'll give them all the check tomorrow or sometime God bless you, if you're a guest don't feel obligated to give and don't think we do this every week, take offerings uh, but there are times we need to do that and we're excited about that today so thank you for your giving, God bless you
4: You give life, you are love, you bring life. is your bread in our lives, so we pour.
2: you for what you've done here this morning and we're all alive and so we know we're not done and so God we expect you to do something amazing among us so fathers we leave this place help us to remember Lord that we have met with you we've been in your presence we've given you praise and God we pour out our lives to you we love you we praise you thank you for Francis and Elizabeth and their family God, thank you for sailing fields in the body that has connected with a place halfway around the world. Thank you, God, for that honor. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. We'll see you next time.